Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. We've done this dance before. Do you want me to show you step by step, or do you want to take my word for it this time? Okay, step by step it is. That was a long one. This tale comes from the private sector. It's an old tale and one that I enjoy retelling. Back in the day when Windows 7 was the golden child and 8 and 8.1 was the relative we didn't talk about at Thanksgiving, I had a repeat customer. One that, let's just say, he refused to believe a word I said unless I meticulously showed him the truth. Each and every time it would be a stupid simple issue, and each time he would refuse to pay me until I did these complicated fixes. Each time I would recreate his problem before them, deploy my simple fix and then try very hard to show him the problem was resolved. In this situation, he was having a simple CMOS battery issue. Desktop would lose the time when he unplugged it. I told him how to resolve it on his own over the phone, saying he could buy a $5 CR2032 from Absolute Evil and simply replace it himself. I trusted in his ability to do that, and that was about it. In true fashion, he didn't believe me. He was certain that this computer had a corrupted BIOS and needed a BIOS update. Now remember, this was back in the days where BIOS updates were not quick 2-10 to minute ordeals. These were the days where you had to download the correct BIOS based off of your motherboard number, revision number, mount it onto a bootable flash drive, and configure the BIOS to boot off of the flash drive. Don't forget to set it back to C drive when you're done. Also, if your flash drive had a defect in it, more than likely the BIOS update would fail and you would brick the motherboard. So I explained to him to just try my solution first. I told him if he made me walk into absolute evil and have to interact with blue vest wearing demons, I would charge him 50 bucks for the CMOS battery replacement. So I have the CMOS battery in my luxurious 97 Chevy four-door sedan. Watching as the odometer ticks past 175,000 miles. I make sure to stop at three places along the way first. I make sure he has to wait longer than 30 minutes for me to arrive. Less than 10 minute drive. I show up and do the routine test. Turn off PC, unplug, plug back in and turn it back on. Yup, time reset to midnight 2009. I turn off, unplug, replace CMOS battery, plug it back in, and turn back on. I set the timer using the Windows time setting thingamajig in the clock it, and do a full shutdown again followed by removal of power cord. I only use the most detailed technical terms of my job. On restart, the PC has the correct date and time. SU equals stubborn user, or Wilford Brimley. Me equals me, or Roy. Me. Yep, like I thought. Simple CMOS battery. Stubborn user. It's going to come back again as soon as you leave. Me. No, it won't. Unless that CMOS battery is total garbage from Absolute Evil, then it should last a few years. Stubborn user. How do I know it's even fixed now? Me. What? But it's holding the time? I took a moment to demonstrate how it was working again. Me. See, it holds the time with full shutdown and unplugging the cord. Stubborn user. So this issue is permanently fixed and will never happen again? Me. Kind of? It is a battery. Eventually the battery will fail and you'll have to do this again. However, by that time I would hope you are replacing that unit. Stubborn user. Look, I understand you've seen similar issues before, but I've done my research on this. I know what I'm talking about. Me. I mean, yes, if your PC was having other symptoms, you would have a point. I instantly realized my mistake and quickly added, By other issues, I mean non-email related issues. I took the Windex out of his sales. Stubborn user. No, I still just don't trust this. It's too simple. Me. So, look, stubborn user, we have done this dance four times already. 
I can go through and prove to you that the simple fix worked, but I will also charge you $20 more, or you can simply take my word for it and trust that the fix I implemented worked. So I spent the next 10 minutes showing how the issue was the battery. I removed the good battery, telling him I removed the good one to put the bad one back in, and did the dance three times. Each time it failed to hold the time. I informed him I was putting the good battery in and demonstrated how it kept the time after three consecutive restarts and unplugs. Stubborn user. Okay, you've shown that it's holding the time, but I still don't... I didn't even let him finish. Me. If you want me to update your BIOS, I'll charge you $350 up front. I left with the old dead CMOS battery and a nice 70 bucks in my pocket. Guess who went out and bought the brand new hit game Bioshock Infinite with that money? This guy. Hey, you want me to show you that it's fixed? I'll stand there all day and prove it to you. For an hourly rate. I sort of understand where the stubborn guy's coming from to a point. When I used to get my car's oil changed at the uh, quick lube places, you know the ones, the ones where you just drive up, get in line, and they shove them through, and then come in with their little clipboard and try to sell you 18 other accessories that you don't need and didn't ask for. Anyway, there's a few times in the past where I'd get my oil changed, and I would find that the old oil filter was still on the car. How did I know? Because it was either a different brand from a different garage, or it had dents in it from where I over-tightened it, or, you know, I could just tell. You can tell when an oil filter's been riding on an engine for at least 3,000 miles. I mean, trust me. Even if they wipe it off, it's going to be somewhat obvious. So, I get it. I've been ripped before, so... I do check for parts like that, air filters, things like that. The good news is I do most of that myself now when I bother. So yeah, unless I'm totally losing my mind, I know that it got done. IT people make the worst users. This is my humble pie moment after thinking it was only happening to end users. I'm part of my company's IT department as a product owner and I'm usually the guy who makes IT and business talk to each other. We're using an app to book our desk when we come into the office during the week that's accessible on phone and via web portal. I was one of the testers for the app and kept in touch with the development team. Since the app is fairly new, it's still experiencing some childhood illnesses, and from time to time I have to log a ticket. Last week I had a change in schedule and decided to go via the web portal on my laptop to make the change. I click on the shortcut I saved to go onto the portal and there's a problem. The portal shows I haven't reserved any days. I open the app on my phone and there it is, my book days are displayed. Being a good colleague, I send a message to the dev team and tell them that I think there's a problem with the web portal. They reply back that all looks normal. We try the usual troubleshoot. Clear your history and cookies. Try an incognito mode. Restart your machine. Nothing works. They look in the back end. It looks like my data is all there. Nobody understands where the problem is. Until someone looks at my laptop and says, Dude, you went to the UAT portal on your laptop. There it was. A beautiful problem was between the chair and screen bug. I went and modified my shortcut and bought a round of coffee for the dev team as an apology. Sorry to the offshore guys, there should be an app to transfer apology coffees offshore. Eat your humble pie, own your mistakes, and don't make them twice. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you to all the tech support in the world to make things work for everyone. There's a bad thunderstorm brewing out there. Guess I'm going to have to get done soon so I can shut this thing down. I've got a, uh, I've got a really good surge protector set up, but... I don't trust anything these days. Well, good for you, OP, for owning up to your mistakes. I don't always do it because usually I'm too blinded by my ignorance at the moment. But if I realize it later, I'll come back and say something and uh, try to make it right and make up for some of my idiocy. The user has learned a jargon. We see it all the time. Someone, somewhere, used a technical word in this guy's hearing, and now he inserts it into conversation every chance he gets. 
Usually they use it so poorly it's easy to tell that this term is out of place and infer what they actually mean. Sometimes, though. I just got off an hour-long phone call where this user doggedly hung on to their description of the problem, including a jargon phrase. It made sense in context, so I spent 50 minutes trying to troubleshoot a problem that didn't exist. When they finally described what was actually happening, it was an 8-minute fix. Thanks for reminding me to never use a technical term within earshot of a client, I guess. Well, what was the term? What was the jargon? That's no fun. We need to know what word he tried to use and how he tried to insert it in there. I hear that all the time, man. When I was using construction, people would do that. They'd hear a term, you know, we'd be working on framing the, the first floor. And under your floor, those beams are called joists. J-O-I-S-T-S. And uh, we'd be working on installing the joists and the putting the rim joist on and everything like that before we put the decking on, which is the plywood that goes on top, which nowadays it's not even plywood, it's Advantech, some kind of particle board. The homeowner would come along and start talking about, you know, the rafters, the rafters. Dude, we ain't, we're not anywhere close to rafters. And, uh, yeah, he heard that word somewhere on the job site a couple days before and just really was impressed with the new word he learned. Oh, well, that was easy. This happened for me around Christmas, and I just recently have been able to put the trauma behind me so I can tell the story. We have a custom-made iOS app that our guys in the field use for logging the hours they spend on their jobs. It's an app made about five years ago from two different companies. No one's touched it since. No one knows how it works or where to find the source code. Nothing is documented. One day, a quiet afternoon, a coworker from accounting came to me and said she couldn't use Navision. Navision? Navision? I tried to open Navision and sign in, but it failed. Hmm, what could this be caused by? Remote into the server, and yes, SSL certificate expired. Bummer, but okay, not a huge issue. I got a new certificate, installed it on the server, and everything was going smoothly. For those of you that are unfamiliar with Navision, in order to set the certificate for Navision, you have to use Navision Administration MMC to set the cert thumbprint for all server instances in order for it to kick in. Our iOS app communicates with our Navision with SOAP and OData. So this runs as a Navision instance. Everything started working except that damn app. No matter what we did or how many times we rebooted the instance, the app would simply not work. I contacted our now previous Navision developer contractor and asked for help. They had no clue on anything, so I quickly moved on. I got a hold of another Navision senior developer and asked for help. This guy, he reminds me so much of Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. Just as confusing as he can be, just as much of a genius. We started troubleshooting together and could see in Event Viewer that the server rejected connection attempts from the app. It seemed like it was still using the thumbprint from the old certificate. I spent nights and days trying to find out what was wrong, troubleshooting on a system that nobody knew anything about. The next day, I finally found an article on the TechNet. This was about setting SSL certificates on IP addresses and ports. The app is using a specific port. And with a quick command in the command prompt, I could see that the port indeed used the old thumbprint, even though we changed it in Navision Admin Center a million times. One CMD command to delete the old thumbprint, and one CMD command to set the new thumbprint. Hallelujah, the app started working again. I took the rest of the day off and tried my best not to become a raging alcoholic. I don't really have much to add to this one, except uh, it's amazing how people built things for you. You guys have no records for it. Nobody knows anything about it. Everybody that worked on it probably either got fired or quit. Yeah, it's like, you know, if I have a website built for me, I want all the files, all of them. That way, if anything ever goes down, if those guys go out of business, I can fix it or have, I'll pay somebody to fix it because I can only go so deep.
Tech illiteracy. Just a little rant. I had a support ticket where someone wasn't getting our emails after a certain date. I checked our communication system and advised them that our emails to their email address had been suppressed on a certain date. Though I couldn't see why, and the only information I had was that the user either marked the email as spam, the email was undeliverable and therefore became suppressed, or their email server blocked or filtered them. I relayed this information kind of trusting the user would understand the ball was in their court and our company couldn't do anything about it. But I got a follow-up request for help with this, so I googled how to get emails not automatically sent to spam and Outlook and showed her the results. The user could have easily done this themselves. I'm trying to be understanding and patient, but it sometimes annoys me when people don't understand what is something our company's tech support can help with or not. I've had users in previous jobs ask for help troubleshooting their device or questions about their bank account or whatever, when the only thing I could do is help them with our own app. I feel like half my job some days is Googling things for users and telling them, or telling them, you need to reach out to your bank for help with that, or not sure that's something that your email provider should be able to help with though. Anyone else relate? The majority of the time it doesn't bother me, but I guess I'm in a mood today. Yeah, I get it, man. Everybody thinks you can fix everything just because you're tech support doesn't mean you're tech support for all of their systems, just that specific app, like you said. And again, relating to carpentry because, you know, that's how my brain works. Went to do a job for an old lady once, and uh, I knew how to do other things besides the job we were doing. We were installing a fence, a wooden fence. You know, dig the holes, sink the posts, put the panels on, pour the concrete, straighten it up, brace it, whatever. And uh, when the job was over, the lady came out and offered us some iced tea. Really nice lady, like I said. Uh, while she was bribing us, evidently, with iced tea, she asked, Hey, while you're here, could you... And she had a laundry list. You know, adjust the closer on her storm door, replace the battery in her smoke detector, dust off the top of the ceiling fan and reverse it for summer or put it forward for summer, whatever. Change the direction of flow. You know, we, we helped her out with a few things. We stayed about a half hour and busted a few things out for her, but then we kind of had to tell her, Look, ma'am, you're really only paying for this job. Boss is going to get a little little edgy with us if we don't get out of here soon. And yeah, it's a shame. But uh, I did have to help her with that other stuff. I know it's a little different because, you know, this lady knew that we were only there to put a fence in. It wasn't like she was just assuming that they, we were there to fix everything. But uh, she was hoping. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.